0: Nate McCaffrey wasn't around in a time they call the Dirty 30s, the Dust Bowl era, when the drought-stricken plains lost tons of topsoil, but he can imagine it. He grew up in eastern Colorado where his family has done something called dryland farming, growing wheat, millets, sunflowers, and corn, using only, only what falls from the sky. Although his family's been very successful, he couldn't help but notice what happened when storms came through.
1: I just got to watching over the years at the amount of soil we were losing and the wind would come up and and the, the air would turn brown and we'd have the three inch rain and we'd spend the next two weeks pulling all that dirt back up out of the fields that washed down to the bottom.
0: The common practice out here is to fallow fields after harvest to bank the rain that does fall and save it in the soil for the next year's crop. But that means for many months of the year, the ground is bare and lifeless. Grown
1: up on a farm all my life, all I ever knew was going out during that fallow period and just stressing about trying to kill every weed out there and keep the ground as bare and clean as you could keep it because you were using moisture. It's stressful. And
0: although research shows that fallowing land only retains about 25% of the rain that falls, farmers in this region believe the only way to sock away moisture is to have nothing growing. McCaffrey wasn't having it.
1: You know, I think it got to the point of, I asked myself after being out there every day, day and night out there tilling up the ground kind of started asking myself, what good am I doing? Am I just here trying to raise a crop? Am I just here trying to create revenue? Or am I actually working towards something that somebody's going to care about in the future?
0: And to build for the future, he knew it had to start with the soil. So the first thing he did was stop tilling his land tillage is plowing the ground to prepare it for the next season by burying the previous crop and killing weeds. However, studies show it has some serious downsides like breaking apart soil structure, which can then lead to erosion. McCaffrey says it also disrupts soil microbes and other beneficial organisms like earthworms.
1: They're earthworms, you know, they're a huge critical part in healthy soils. It helps water retention, water infiltration, because as as the earthworms are making their burrows, the water will follow them down. uh, It's just, it's incredible.
0: The next thing he did was the unthinkable. Instead of fallowing his land, he planted something called cover crops, plants whose main purpose is to build soil health. But what about that common wisdom that he was going to use up all his moisture?
1: When the rain's coming down, It hits that cover crop and it kind of spreads the moisture out across the ground. It doesn't just hit and run away. Why don't we utilize that moisture that we got in the spring, grow a cover and utilize that moisture. And then that cover is going to help us capture more moisture later on to grow that cash crop. It's a win-win.
0: Cover crops not only help with water infiltration, but they also suppress weeds, shade the ground, and add nutrients to the soil as they break down.
1: And so now it's actually fun to watch a beneficial crop grow out there, and you're not stressing about trying to kill a crop. You're, you're, you're actually wanting to grow a crop to benefit you. And so it was, it's actually been a refreshing total mindset change as a farmer for me and that's just been mind-boggling. Is
0: it more fun to farm?
1: Absolutely. It makes it a lot more fun.
0: So you would think other farmers and family would applaud McCaffrey's efforts to improve his soil, and you'd be wrong starting with his family. Are your parents still farming?
1: Yes. They're mm. conventional? Yeah, they're mostly conventional. Um they do kind of a minimum till situation and they've been very successful at it. I I'm not out yielding them yet. Mm-hmm. But uh so that's that's the struggle, you know, you have those contradictions there people look at you like, well, why are you doing it? You're not yielding 10% more than all of us or you're not, well... Not yet, yeah. not yet, but a few years down the road, we'll, hopefully we'll have this conversation, you know, so. so it's
0: a tortoise and a hare. Yeah, a yeah. So how's Thanksgiving then?
1: <laughs> uh, it can be interesting. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, we, we don't talk about that at Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> it wasn't just awkwardness with his family. He'd hear comments from neighbors thinking he was crazy to waste his moisture on cover crops, something Kurt Sales knows all about. We
2: had long, long ago quit going to the coffee shop and things like that. Because when you talk to, even at family get-togethers, you talk to, brother-in-laws or whatever, you talk about everything but your farming practices.
0: Sales is in his early 60s and has been doing no-till for over 20 years and cover cropping for the last six, so it's easier for him to shrug off comments. He's saving money on fertilizers, herbicides, and fuel to run his tractor, plus seeing his soil quality improve. Instead, there's a much more significant barrier that he's frustrated about, crop insurance. A part of the U.S. Department of Agriculture that administers insurance discourages cover cropping in this area, saying that there's not enough moisture and it's less risky to fallow.
2: We're really conscious of our soil and we're trying to build our soil and we have to take more risk to do good things for the environment and that's that's a paradox I think.
0: But unlike say with health insurance where you might get a lower premium for exercising or not smoking, farmers don't get credit for practices that improve soil, reduce erosion and save water, essentially mitigating their risk of a loss. In many parts of Colorado, a farmer who fallows his land will get a better rate than a farmer who improves his soil with cover crops.
2: I get less dollars of coverage for the same amount of premium than if I was Fallow. In my humble opinion, they can find research that would support that opinion.
0: That said, Sales says his plan is to get to a place where his soil is healthy enough, resilient enough, that he won't even need crop insurance.
2: If we start having variant climate, like they say that we might, this climate change thing, and we start getting extremes, we're going to have to have resilience in this soil. That's the only way you're going to make it through this. Or we're going to have another dirt bowl. It's like we have no excuse for that anymore. We've been there, done that, we've seen it. And, you know, I would think it's unwise for us to think that the government would bail us out again, or, or that they should. We could claim ignorance in the 30s and maybe even the 50s. We just didn't have the technology. But, you know, the excuses are getting thinner and thinner.
0: From the High Plains of Colorado, I'm Frannie Halperin. H2O Radio's series, The Dirt, is underwritten by the One World, One Water Center, a collaboration between Metropolitan State University of Denver and Denver Botanic Gardens to raise awareness of water and the environment through water stewardship.